Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Her original version of her tell me about yourself and her career story was something a bit wishy-washy. I'm just looking for something new. And I was like, that's just, I'm I'm thinking to myself, what's happening? Why are you not doing this anymore? Hey everyone, and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma, and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration, and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional, and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey, Em, and welcome back, everyone. I just thought of something, Emma. I want to do a comparison of your intro from when we first started until now because I think your radio voice has really come through. Yeah. I actually listened to one of our (laughs) early episodes like probably three months ago and was cringing so hard for both of us though. (laughs) Like both our voices sound so like high-pitched and like insecure and you can tell we were nervous and now we just speak with such authority and my voice has definitely (laughs) evolved over time. We have truly become the interview bosses. We have but you know what I'm not going to go back and take those down. You guys can listen and experience the journey with us. Yeah. And if you go back and listen to them, you can be like you're jumping back in time. Some of the ones before, remember, we didn't have a shoot your shot shout out the whole time. Yeah. You like want to fully experience that whole journey, then start from the very beginning and work your way through because we then like had someone email us who said, I'm going to shoot my shot. Yeah. Like Emma says. Yeah. Like Emma says. And we're like, oh my God, that's a great idea for a little segment. We should do that every time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to the listener, whoever that was, that suggested that. It was on Facebook, I think, back in the early days. You can listen to that whole transformation if you are an OG listener. Cool. So, Em, who are we giving a big fat shoot your shot shout out to this week? To Jami T. They bought us eight coffees. That is so many coffees and I love them so much. So Jami said, I've honestly been waiting for this coffee sending moment for so long because I knew it would come eventually. Because of the help of your podcast, I'm now officially a transitioned educator in the US. I accepted a fully remote offer today with the company I'm passionate about, not to mention a 25K salary increase in brackets. What? I could not have done it without your podcast as I've learned so much from you two regarding career transitions, confidence 
confidence and interviewing, especially being completely new to the corporate world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be recommending your podcast to everybody I know in similar boats. Keep up the amazing work. Oh my goodness. And when you hear 25K, that's US dollars, right? Because they're in the US. So that's like 40,000 Australian. And I love the manifestation part. I've been waiting for the coffee sending moment because I knew it was coming. Everyone out there should know their coffee sending, not just coffee sending, but their moment of, you know. Being able to send in their shoot your shot. Yes, yes, is coming. And look, you don't have to wait until you've actually landed the job. You can send it in because you felt more confident or you applied for a job that we gave you confidence to apply for. Like it doesn't have to be just when you get that moment. But I do love the idea that you could make a little commitment to yourself as you're listening to this. Like, hey, when I get this offer, I'm going to send in a message or I'm going to shout them a coffee, whatever that is. And then when that moment comes, it gives you that thing to go, oh my God, it's time. Now I can be that person. Yeah. We sadly can't shout out everything everyone because we only get one per week, right? But we read every single one and we're trying to reply to as many as we can. If you need a bit more help than Jami, I've helped a few transitioning teachers go into different careers. Check out my one-on-one coaching sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. And as always, if you want to request an episode specifically on your situation, slide into our DMs. And that is exactly what we have done this week. We got a message from Corrine. She said, Hi there. I love the podcast. So glad I came across it on Friday. I'm a business owner who's selling the business and am now looking at jobs. I haven't had a resume or been in a job interview for over 15 years. I would love to hear any tips for someone in my situation. And then she followed up and said, I forgot to mention I'm in the construction industry. I started the business with no experience and grew it into a successful company. Uh, That sounds like a best bit right there. Yeah. (laughs) However, with the lack of skilled trades available, I've found it extremely hard to find great tradesmen since the start of the pandemic. What do we think? So we've actually gotten a few questions like this about, hey, I've been running my own business and now I want to apply for jobs again, but it's been a while. I want to go back to what I was doing before. I actually did some coaching sessions with a few people in a similar situation and it can be really tough. And particularly like Corrine, where it's been 15 years, like that's hectic. Like you not really able to rely on what you did before that you know, like you're mostly relying on your experience in your own business. Now, when you've grown it to the size of what Corrine has there, she is managing people. Like it's a decent sized business that she's looking after. But this also applies if you were just doing freelance stuff, for example, on the side and running like a solo business, just yourself. So all of this advice will apply for you. And we're going to talk about all the behind the scenes things that you might not think about and how to approach going into applying for jobs and interviewing if this is the case. My gut reaction to reading this message is just like, how awesome is that? You have so much to talk about. Generally speaking, business owners wear all the hats. So you probably have an example for every bloody thing under the sun. Like to me, if I, I don't know, maybe it's clouded by my experience with interview boss. But if I was in this situation, I wouldn't really find myself stressed about going for a job because it's like I've had a really hard, awesome job for a long time. Yeah. But you're not going to be applying for business owner jobs. You're going to be applying for like a part of that. And that might've only been a small part of what you did. And you might be applying against people who've been doing that part of the job 
day in, day out. Does that make sense? Like let's say you did all of the customer service and like quoting people and booking tradesmen and stuff like that. Then you go for a customer service job and other people have been doing that their whole career. Or you go for an operations manager job and other people have been doing that in a corporate setting. And so they've done performance management and all these things that you haven't experienced. So there can be some gaps, but for sure, like you have so much incredible experience and you should absolutely own that. So here's what I wanted to start with, with this episode. I wanted to cover what companies might be thinking when they get your application or when they see you or when they meet you and things like that. Now, I don't want you to freak out in this section, okay? They're not red flags for people. They're just things that cross someone's mind when they meet you or see you or whatever. And I think it's helpful for you to understand these things so that our tips are in context of like addressing these concerns. So they might be thinking, are you going to be okay with taking direction again and not being the one calling all the shots? We had a similar one, if you remember, M in our episode. Too senior? Yeah, exactly. It's a similar kind of thing. They're like, oh, well, you've been in charge. You're not going to like being bossed around. Yeah, exactly. So that's something that is on their mind. What's the next one, M? They also might be wondering why you're leaving what you're doing. Fair thing to wonder. Yeah, what like what's going on? Why are you suddenly going out of it? Has something happened? Like there's just a question mark there of like most people, if they're starting their own business, maybe the goal of that was to do that forever. Why are you coming back to working for someone else? I don't know. It's just a question of like what's the motivation? It's not necessarily a logical next step, I guess is what I'm saying, unless you explain the reasons. And another thing they might be thinking is, will you quit and just go back to doing the business again? I feel like that's a silly one because if you've like left the business, it's probably been closed. Yeah, but like, oh, I'm winding it down. I don't know. Some people kind of say, oh, it's still kind of there, but, you know, I'm not really doing much with it. And it just leaves a question mark of, well, what happens if things suddenly pick up again? Are you just going to like, oh, sorry, like back to what I, you know, that's my preference. So I think that's on people's minds for sure. What's the next one? On that note, I guess, are you going to keep running the business and then be distracted or not be able to handle it? Yeah. Have you got it still going in the background and you're going to now try and do both and be, you know, dealing with your business stuff at work? Depending on how long it's been as well, they might be thinking, do they remember how to do this thing? Do they know how to use these systems? If like, let's say Corrine's going back to like a career that she had previously, do they know how to do all that stuff again? Has she been using Excel in these years in between or are those skills a bit rusty? You know, that kind of stuff might be on their mind. So that's what they might be thinking for context. Now, what can you do and what should you do if you are leaving your business, applying for regular jobs to help sort of combat what they might be thinking? So Overall, all of this is going to relate to the first thing I think you should do. You have to be very clear what is going on and what your plan is and why. So important. If you only take one thing away from this episode, then I want that to be it. And so I think put it in your cover letter when you're actually applying for jobs. What's the plan? We talk about in our three-part cover letter, that first bit is to describe your situation. What's going on for you? Why are you looking? That's exactly where you would put, you know, I'm closing the business or I'm moving or I'm stepping away from it or I've sold the business. Like what's going on? Or I don't want to do it anymore. So I've decided to wind it down. I think that needs to be explained so that they have context. Yeah, definitely. And could you even be as honest as being like, you know, I've got really young kids and so it's just too stressful at the moment and I just really want to be an employee and not have the stress. 
Yeah, 100%. And you're kind of going to have to be really honest with it because there's just going to be those question marks. As I mentioned, compared to anyone else who's applying, they've got questions when you're not running your own business anymore. So having a good reason to go, oh, look, I've got young kids and I just, it's too much to run everything from home anymore. So I'm just, I need to stop it for the next few years. Maybe later on in life, I'll pick it up again. But for now, I'd really appreciate being able to come to work, go home and not have business things to think about. Great. I'm now confident that you've got a good reason for, you know, you know what you're doing. What about if you've gone bankrupt? Yeah, I think talk about it. Things are really great for a few years, but COVID, like Kareen's example, things are really great. I grew the business really large, but unfortunately COVID has just made it so hard to find trades and it's just not viable anymore. So I'm really looking for a different career now. I'm looking to do something different. I could fight and kind of turn it around, but I've also just lost the love for it too. So I'm ready to look for something new. Oh, perfect. That answer covered so many of the what ifs about their thinking because like you're not going to come back because you've realized it's not viable. You're ready for and wanting a new career change. Yeah, it's covered a lot of things. I did a coaching session with someone actually who had run their own kind of online business for a long time and was doing a lot of like online classes and things like that. And one of the reasons she wanted to go back is she was like, I miss working with other people, learning from others, having a mentor, being challenged again, because like when it's all you, you know everything. And it's like, she just really, really wanted that. And her original version of her tell me about yourself and her career story was something a bit wishy-washy. I'm just looking for something new. And I was like, it's just, I'm thinking to myself, what's happening? Why are you not doing this anymore? Like sus. And she was so passionate when she talked about what she was doing. That's the thing that can really stitch you up. You talk about, oh, I built this business and, oh, we, you know, we had these incredible people working for us and we got some really great results from the people who attended our classes. You can hear the passion. Oh, but I'm looking for something new. What? What happened to the passion? I don't believe I'm kind of like there's passion and then you're not convinced. Yeah, that's right. It leaves a question mark. So you have to address that. Tell them the real reason. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. So we're going to put that in our cover letter and in our application. But then once we get there and you're in an interview, be upfront about it as well in your tell me about yourself straight off the bat so that they don't have to fish and get it out of you and you address all those question marks. Yeah. And if you do one of these versions that we've just given you, one of these little story kind of things, they just like, oh yeah, cool. And they'll move on. Yeah. They're not going to quiz you about it. Yeah. like They're not going to be like, so how much money did the business lose? Yeah. No, no. But if you don't mention it and you did that whole really passionate, oh, I'm just looking for something else. I might still have the questions and I might ask you follow-ups, which would be good, but I might not ask you follow-ups, which would be worse because I've got question marks in my head about your commitment and what you're doing and I haven't allowed you to clarify. That's probably the worst case scenario. 
So to reiterate, it's okay to talk about why you're walking away from the business. It can help them understand that you want to be back in this career. You're not just doing it for the sake of it. It's okay to talk about the bad parts, you know. Oh, and I really loved this and we did that and we did that. But also it was actually really draining too and I'm looking forward to not having to work weekends anymore. Being excited about work. Yeah, yeah. It's okay to talk about that stuff. And as always, be honest. Don't just use our examples we've given here. Genuinely use whatever <laughs> yeah, whatever right. is the reason. It's actually true for you. And also make it clear, what is it that you're looking for from this job? Is it, you know, the less responsibility that entices you, more variety in your day, working in a team again like that person that you just mentioned. Yeah. So I guess it sounds like the last piece, same as the last piece of advice of be honest, but part of it is be honest about why you're leaving. And then also you want to throw something in there about what are you going to get out of being in a corporate environment again, or working for someone else again? Is it less responsibility? Is it more variety in your day? Is it flexible hours? I don't know. Like what is it that you're going to get out of being in that role again? Be clear on that too. Now, like I said at the start of this episode, your experience is so valid. Use it in your examples. If you say you don't have best bits or you can't think of examples, think harder because as a business owner, you should have a million examples of A, overcoming shit going wrong constantly, being the problem solver, having forward planning of like thinking ahead, next steps, work ethic, working long, hard hours to get things done, managing staff. Like you are the top dog of all top dogs for examples. So you better shine in that category. Working with external stakeholders, like if you worked with other freelancers or other people that were doing work for you when they delivered something that was no good and you had to talk to them about it. Or with Corrine, I'm imagining like one of her trades goes and does a job and the customer says, oh, it's, you know, they tracked mud through my brand new carpet or there's some really big issue that she's got to deal with. What does she do with the customer? What does she do with the tradesperson to talk to them about it? All of that stuff, that would make a great little story. Everything you do in your business would make a great story. Now, if you can, try and throw in some corporate experience if you have it. So things like taking directions and working in a team. Yeah. So this is probably more relevant for someone who has run their own business for a few years, but prior to that, they were doing something that they're now going back to, if that makes sense. Try and throw some of those examples in there. If it's still relevant, if it's not too long ago, it can be really helpful because Again, as I said before, hearing you talk about all the amazing, wonderful things that you loved so much in your small business will kind of plant that seed of doubt to be like, this sounds pretty good. Like, why don't you want to do this anymore again? So throw some stuff in there. That's not to say don't use it, but, you know, sprinkle some other stuff if you can. Or maybe the lesson there as well is don't sugarcoat everything too. If you make it sound like I never made any mistakes, everything was amazing in my business. Again, they might get that feeling like, well, why don't you keep doing it then? So honesty is good. Now, can you, we've touched on this before in another episode, can you change your job title that you had in your business to sort of suit whatever you're applying for? Yeah. I mean, you don't even have a job title. It's your own business. Like what? You can call yourself founder or owner or whatever. But I think if you're going for like a marketing role, call yourself head of marketing sales and customer service. Like, I don't know, like there's nothing wrong with that, particularly when it's your own business. Cause like, who's to say that that wasn't your title? How are they going to know? Yeah. And well, and you're like, well, I checked with the owner and they said it was okay. <laughs> so, Lol. Um, but 
make sure that it reflects what you were actually doing. If you've never done marketing, don't write that you're the marketing head. Well, yeah, that's right. And if your role was like, let's say you're a freelance graphic designer and you were doing work for clients and things like that. Don't call yourself like head of marketing or something, but you might call yourself head of partnerships, graphic design business owner, or yeah, something like that. That So if someone's scanning it, they can see the keywords of the thing that they're hiring for because they might see business owner and be just turned off and not read that whole section, whereas you want them to actually look into the relevant skills. It can be a bit harder to get that first interview because like we've said, recruiters may make assumptions from your resume. So make sure your dot points are great. You put a lot of thought into how they're worded, your skills match up. Yeah. And that they do you justice as well. Again, one of the people I did a coaching session with that had run their own business, I find that it's easy to kind of minimize, oh yeah, I looked after sales, marketing, website, customer service, and that's all they have on their bullet points. (laughs) Also, bullet points is apparently what people in the US say and they laugh at us saying dot points but I'm like really they're they're just always going to be dot points bullet points that's so aggressive so it can be really easy to just put a whole part of your job or your business that you ran into a tiny little thing of like marketing what do you mean by marketing did you have an email newsletter how many people were on that email newsletter how often did you send it out how many followers did you have on social media when you say website how many products were you managing on your website if you had like a little store or something like that add some spice get some detail like make sure that you're doing yourself justice for the complexity of what it was that you looked after we have a whole episode about I think it's actually called bullet points so there you go we were tailoring to the audience but we have a whole episode about how to make your bullet points amazing and take them to the next level. So listen to that one if you need help. I have a question. How did you know that people, did someone write in and say that? One of the people on my coaching session was like, oh, I find it so funny. That's right. You call it dot points. (laughs) And I was like, I never thought about that before. And now I'm self-conscious every time I say dot points. I feel silly. I really want to like do a poll somewhere and be like, US listeners, can you compile all the words we say that you think are hilarious and strange? Yes. And also what I've just discovered that is on Spotify, if you're listening to this on Spotify, we know most of you are, you can do a little poll. So I'm going to remember to put a poll on this episode on Spotify. You should be able to see it on the episode page and you can vote for whether you call them bullet points or you call them dot points. Now, if you're going into a new area with your career, maybe a bit of a career change, or it's been a really long time, then look at our content about career changes. We have a playlist tab on our website. It's curated to all the career change episodes and focus on transferable skills. Yes. And I know you might be like, well, it's not a career change. It's whatever, but it is kind of a career change. So all of the content applies of you might find it hard to get a look in in the industry. It might be helpful to do some networking and some coffee chats to get some introductions. All of that stuff will really, really help if you're finding it challenging. What about how does someone know if like an employer's concerns are actually valid? Like what if you actually are going to find it hard listening to authority and being told what to do? Well, you need to think about that. (laughs) And I think a lot of people, I don't know, I see this a lot and you're kind of like, it sounds condescending. This is hard to talk about because I don't actually want to share these thoughts. But sometimes you're interviewing someone and you just think like, I know that you're wrong about that. (laughs) You don't know it yet, but that's not 
what's going to happen. You can just tell that they're the kind of person that likes to do things their way and have a say. and Yeah. They're like, no, no, I love, you know, collaborating. And you're like, you just don't. Like, I can just tell. You just don't, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not bad. Sometimes you're like, oh, where are you going to take your career or whatever? And offer it's junior people that we're asking this to. And they'll say, oh, I want to go this way with my career. I want to be so in construction there's like a couple of different pathways and one of them is a project manager. That's probably what most people want to do, that kind of manage a big project, huge salaries on offer, all that kind of thing. But then there's also a site manager. Traditionally in the past, they would have been someone who previously had a trade background and then they'd become a leading hand, a foreman, and then manage the whole site. Now they're running all the trades and they're looking after like, we've got a truck coming, we've got materials being delivered. It's very on-site. Like you don't really go into your computer and look at, whereas the project manager looks after budgets and the client and there's a lot more corporate stuff there. And we meet people and they come across as these really studious, wonderful, softly spoken people. And I'm not trying to stereotype, like they might make great site managers, but when you ask them what they want to do, they're like, I want to be a site manager. And you're kind of like, okay, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> like, I think you'd make a great contracts administrator or a project manager. Actually, you'd be a perfect project manager. And like, you'll probably work that out too, but you're wrong. <laughs> and sometimes that can be the case, particularly when people are applying for like a lower level role than what they've had before and the company's thinking, oh, well, you're just going to leave as soon as something <laughs> senior comes up. And they're like, no, 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 I'm not. Like, of course you are. <laughs> just self-reflect. I'm not saying you have to be super, super transparent about all of that stuff. Like you've got to look out for yourself at the end of the day, but do self-reflect. Like if you are going to find it very hard to take instruction, maybe look for a role where you will have a little bit of autonomy. Well, you have a boss still, but you can make your own choices and you've got certain freedoms to do things your way and you don't have to like follow a script. There you have it. That is our how to talk about going from being a business owner to an employee. There is a few things to consider. Take home message, own it, be really clear. Don't leave any doubts in their minds. But really, it's a bit of a superpower. Like, yeah, you've got to answer those questions, but you have so much to talk about. Yeah. 100%. And this episode is not because it should be any really different to anyone else applying for a job. This is just those couple of things that might be specific. All the rest of our advice also applies. Good luck out there. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts. We're already on the charts. We can go even higher and help even more people for savable tips, funny videos, and things that can perk you up in the job search. Check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. <laughs>